Hello, my name is Rachel Brown. So excited to be back with the Buzz on Business Podcast. I'm super pumped about my guest today, Dr. Craig Waters, one of my favorite entrepreneurship professors I've ever had, and can't wait to help myself and our listeners get to know you better. Welcome, Dr. Waters. Oh, hello. Hello, everyone. Well, I am really excited to get to know you a little better. And as we kind of start all of our podcasts, just a brief get to know you. Help us understand kind of who you were and what you were doing before you got to OSU. Sure, sure. I um, started um, real academics when I was working, my midlife crisis. <laughs> and I um, was at Syracuse University then. I did my PhD there, worked there. I was an assistant dean for the IT department. Then I was, um, I was drafted by Mike Morris in entre- entrepreneurship to work with him. So I did. We, we um, did a lot of work on the um, on Syracuse's um, South Side, which is depressed minority. And then Mike came to Oklahoma and recruited me um, soon after. And I came here in 2011. And you had some entrepreneurial experience starting your own business while you were in New York, correct? Yeah, yeah. I um, started the, my business when I was a PhD student. Somehow that little um, check they gave you a stipend didn't go very far. <laughs> so I started, I, I started to do for my business what I did for, for GE and for a small R&D company. I did government contracts. Very exciting. And so that kind of journey, you know, starting a little bit of entrepreneurship yourself, getting on the academic side... And then following a mentor or friend of yours to Oklahoma, which I trust you had never been to before coming here to work, correct? Never, never. I didn't didn't know where Oklahoma was. I had to look at the map. (laughs) What was that transition like? I feel like there's got to be a good story. Well, the story was only that um, I flew here to see the the campus, but I flew at night. I left the next uh, morning, so I didn't really see campus. Mm. I um, drove here from New York with my friend and um, we had to keep stopping and thinking, where, now where are we going? <laughs> what is this? And then I saw, um, see signs like Muskogee. I only knew Muskogee <laughs> from the song, Okay from Muskogee. And so I said, what is this? Where am I going? Finally, after three days we got here, it was 114 degrees. My friend said, where, Oof. where are you? <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> So we were, we were used to a very cold weather in, in upstate New York, but not 114 degree weather for day after day after day. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. different for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you did get here. You made the transition nicely. You've kind of gotten used to the weather at mm-hmm. least oh, yeah. somewhat. Yeah, I'm spoiled. <laughs> yes. And so you, you kind of came here with Mike Morris. And then what did you what did you start teaching and what drew you to those subjects? Well, sure. Um, well, Mike brought me here because we actually were doing a he wanted to do a program with a high school in Tulsa, and he needed um, someone to help him do that. And I, we had done this in Syracuse. That's what, so that's what I started working with, um, with Mike doing and teaching. I taught um, social entrepreneurship for the first time. You know, he, I taught women and minorities entrepreneurship at Syracuse, but he there was already a professor doing that. So he said, teach social. I said, well, I guess I guess so. And but it got it was it was such a nice um, parallel between what I taught at Syracuse and when I taught social here, you know, because a lot of the minority and businesses I taught I taught we had to teach social in there, you know. So uh, we had so it was it was a nice fit, nice fit. 
And what exactly is social entrepreneurship? Well, it's entrepreneurship with a social mission that has to be central to the um, to the business or to the to the in innovation. So uh, when I teach social, I work with non-capitalist countries. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of them have no need, no desire to get rich. You know, it's all about um, how you find the innovation that's going to help. And um, you're not doing it for profit, you're doing it because you want to help. But you're a business, so you have to also work on how you do very business-like things like cover costs mm -hmm. and things like that, get paid. Yeah, that's so interesting. And, you know, I know because I've taken this class, you bring this into the classroom in such an interesting way. And I'd love for you to talk more about how you take, again, this kind of concept, but really teach it to students here in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Well, sure. Well, the first thing to do is... um. Again, um, drive home that it's not about it's not about the tax status. It's not about being a nonprofit. It's about what is your mission. And um, a lot of people think that being a social entrepreneur means you're working as a nonprofit. And actually, we teach I teach that you can be a for-profit business, you can be a not-for-profit business, or you can be a nonprofit business. They're three very distinct things. When I worked in Syracuse at the R and D company, we were not we were not-for-profits profit. We could act like a nonprofit, but we also work for profit. It was just that the profit didn't go back to stakeholders. It all went back to the company. So to get students to understand that, you know, and then and then to to really have them challenged with what is um, needed, what is an opportunity in social entrepreneurship, you know. And so um, I do things like I make them read the newspaper, tell me some news, tell me what's <laughs> going on, you know. Let's look at politics. How does politics um, figure into how successful your business will be? That type of thing. Yeah. And I, I recall being in your class, and one of the most impactful things to me was we watched a documentary called Poverty Inc. And I was definitely, my mind was open, even though I'd done a fair amount of traveling. And I, I definitely thought I had this whole entrepreneurship thing figured out, or, you know, oh, it just started business super easy peasy. But when you take what we in the States think of as, you know, you know, our entrepreneurship kind of culture and environment, but you try and put it, like you said, in some places that capitalism is not as frequent. You have less infrastructure with banks and just getting money to to start a business. It all changes. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Well, the people I work with can't even get a bank loan mm -hmm. because they have no bank account. They have no credit. Mm -hmm. You know, when I worked in Syracuse, they all had very low credit scores. So the, the question, but I had to drive home that, it was starting at the wrong place. It wasn't how to get money. It was how you're going to help people right. and what might you do to help people. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so to kind of expose your students to these additional hurdles that they're not used to thinking about, you actually kind of bring in internship-like experiences to your classroom, which I think is such an exceptional way to help students learn. Yeah, I, I think it helps to talk to the people from different countries, to ask questions. Um, one of the things do I ask the students to do is start an imaginary business in a certain country, in Pakistan, in India, in Africa, you know, in, in the um, very poor areas here in, um, in Oklahoma. And um, then to have to go through what does it take so that they look at um, the politics, they look at what people need, they look at a lot of social um, science issues, not business. Once you get past that, then it all becomes the same, you know, but... To actually get a business that's going to take off and go, 
somewhere and do the things that you say it's going to do. It takes more time. It takes more um, less business skills and more people skills. You know, you have to be a little bit adventurous. You have to be a little bit uncomfortable. You have to be um, challenged. So, um, and that and that was it. You know, we when I was in Nicaragua, we um, we we worked with a um, a part of Nicaragua, the town, just where there was a um, a landfill, and all the 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 very poor people in this town lived around or in this landfill. And we were warned we couldn't go there because it was dangerous and all. But we went, we went, and we had a, we had, we had guides there that met met us, met the bus, the van that the students were in, took us into the um, into the the town that was built around the landfill. And these were, these were people who um made they worked in the landfill, they brought things home from the landfill to wear to eat. You know, it was really something. And I guess students have never seen anything like that before. Yeah, so this know. is on a study abroad trip that you got to lead students yeah, yeah. on through so we, I would go to Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. I was there like four or five years. We stopped um, when it became too dangerous to be there mm-hmm. uh, because of politics. Yeah, that is certainly not exposure most students think oh, they're no. going to get no, on no, a study not, abroad trip. It's not, not you know, the not beach in Spain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not at all. But, but, it, but it, it gave students a chance to see, you know, just how other people live. And guess what? These people weren't depressed. They weren't sad. And they had, they were making a, a business out of things like collecting certain types of, of um, trash and recycling it and that type of thing. You know, plus they were using, finding ways to use the things they found in the dump, dump to make a home. You know, one, one woman may have built her entire house out of trash bags. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of, I just imagine that it kind of exposure being so eye-opening and really impactful for students that, you know, they come back with a very different idea of what entrepreneurship can yeah, be. Yeah. You know, and, and I realized that the, the, the challenge is, you know, entrepreneurship in academia is very theoretical. Right. And, and what, what we, what we're seeing um, abroad is this challenge that real life bucks all, all types of theory, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, so I hope I, I had students some um, in my class now. They want to go um, with me to Peru, um, to Pakistan. We just I'm starting a new project. We're building a um, medical facility in um, Pakistan. You know, I've been to Pakistan. I see what it's like. And it, where I went, this, the university was in Sukhor. And Sukhor is a very little village. The biggest thing there is the, is the university. And um, I met some people there, and they contacted me to see if I would help them plan and build a medical facility there. And one of the things we had to realize is that um, you need doctors. And, and there are many doctors in Sukhor, believe me. It's really just a village. And, but a doctor would give them some, some land. I said, but he's one, jo- one doctor. He can't take care of all the people that are gonna come here. So we're working on a uh, telemedicine facility where um, there are computers, and we hope to use Doctors Without Borders to um, to be the other side of the um, of, uh, of the screen. And um, but I'm, I'm including my with my project management class, the enterprise consulting class, is doing some of the um, a work breakdown structure for for the facility because these people don't you know let's see what's really what's really needed to do this. And um, 
and then um, so they're doing a uh, work breakdown structure, and then we'll all get enactus to do some of the other work for them, scheduling. So your students really get to do quite yeah. hands-on learning. They're yeah. not just copying definitions from slides. They're doing real projects oh, yeah. for real people yeah. on the other side of the planet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is amazing. And you just mentioned Enactus, which I would love for you to be able to talk a little bit more about. Well, we Enactus um, is a global social entrepreneurship organization slash club. And we we, have, we were starting a social entrepreneurship club here at um, OSU. And Enactus contacted me and said, well, you know, you're doing what we do. So maybe you should be part of Enactus. And we did. And we were we had a um, project where the Enactus students were working with Pakistani students, you know, to um, help them start or at least plan three three businesses all around um, women's rights. You know, the people the people we talked to in Pakistan via Zoom every week, you know, some of them had been um, sort of housekeepers, maids for upper class Pakistanis, but. They realized they were they were telling us they had no rights. You know, they were beaten, they were raped, they um, they worked on un, un, ungodly hours, and so they what they were trying to do was build different um, organizations that would um, support women in Pakistan. And so we went, took that as far as we could. So there was, there was one thing. Well, students wanted to go to Peru, and last um, two years ago we, we had to stop because of COVID, but um, we worked with a group in. Um, Peru, and what they wanted to do was um, they they fish and they fish from these little um, rafts, and these rafts are really just like five or six poles lashed together, and they fish by hand. So they could catch a mahi mahi or a giant squid, and they might get one, two, three. They get that, they go back to shore. The wives are there. They take the fish. The wives of the business people they take the fish to be sold to this larger um, group. But um, there's trouble with, trouble with that because, um, one, they sold the fish for very, very small amounts of money, and they would go to a much larger place. You're normally um, European, they would send it. But also the, the women were, were forced to um, have sex with the guy, people that were selling the fish too. And, um, but that was how things worked. So now what they want to do is they will send the fish here and – let indigenous people here, these are indigenous fishermen there, send it to indigenous people here, remove the middleman, and have the, the tribes here use it for their casinos and their hotels. So we work, the first work we're doing was with the Potawatomi. And um, so it's going, it's going to go well. They have the fish ready. They're going to send it. So, but my students are working on the plan for to do this and how it was going to work and why I was going to do it um, under Enactus. Before we, and we part of a national um, competition and we won. We won. That's excellent. So you, again, your students, both in Enactus and in your classes, are all getting exposure to the real complex problems that are out there that entrepreneurship can really solve. Yeah. And you've seen that in action. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you do work outside of just your role with students. And I'm particularly interested to learn more about the Mandela Fellows and that program, how it came to OSU, and, and how you've worked with them. Well, um, the, the original grant was on Mandela. It was um, a State Department grant to work with um, Sub-Saharan Africans. So um, 
for two years, um, myself and Dr. Craig Edwards from Ag had students come here, and we would teach them for six weeks um, entrepreneurship and some ag ag applications. Then we applied for the Mandela, and we got we had that for three years, and that was on uh, bringing twenty five sub Saharan young, young entrepreneurs here, and um, we work with them, and that was that was very interesting, you know, because from all all the all these countries you. You hear about you never meet you never see what they're what they're going to be. One um, woman that came was from um, Equatorial Guinea, and, and 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 Muslim. So we didn't a Muslim. So we didn't know what to expect. So um, we read up on it and we and we expected this um, this woman to come completely co- um, covered and wearing a, wearing a a jeep and and all kinds of things. So I go to the airport to pick her up. And you can't touch her. You get all these rules, you know, around this. So we go to the airport, and um, her plane comes in, and we don't know who to who who we're looking for. I never <laughs> seen her. So almost every black person that came off the plane, I said, "Was say, uh, uh, Tatiana?" <laughs> we had a sign, but they looked at me very oddly. So pop, towards the end of people getting off the plane, out came this little stylish woman in this miniskirt and high heels and, <laughs> and silky blouse and, and tattoo in her leg. And I told myself, well, I can't be Tatiana. <laughs> and she said, Mandela? <laughs> so then I said, well, 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 welcome. I was so shocked, you know. Yeah. And I had taken some, um, uh, uh, someone from the Rialto Center with me, a woman, because we were told they couldn't touch men. And be alone with men. And Tatiana came up to me and she said, Why don't you give me a hug? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, you, we learned an awful lot. I still, t- I'm still in touch with them, touch with them all. You know, they all, um, we have um, monthly um, Zoom get togethers. So, I get to see them from, from oh, three, that's three different years. Yeah. That is so excellent. That's so great. Not only are we getting to send, you know, students out, but we're also bringing students oh, yeah. in oh, yeah. um, from those other con- other countries and getting to share in entrepreneurship together. That's something I I love that the more I've traveled, the more I see what binds us rather than divides yes, us. Yes. And there's entrepreneurship everywhere and everyone is creative and innovative and able to solve these complex problems. And I think that's something really special to get to to bring to a classroom. Today, and, today, um, this afternoon, for the Sukor um, tele- telemedicine site, it's being it's being organized by a by an NGO in in Paris. So um, my friend is uh, Pakistani, but he's doing his PhD in in um, Rome, and he met some French people also at that at at that school in Rome that are now off doing business. So that so today my my enterprise consulting group will, will meet via Zoom. The people who are doing this this project, and they'll explain what it, what it is, and um, and the two um, two Parisians, and then um, um, Prem, who's from from um, Pakistan and Rome, and um, it just so happens in my class, well, I have one woman from Africa that speaks French, so she's going to do this, and then there's a young you know, man in my class who actually actually has done this before building these telemedicine um, sites. So we'll have them all on. And so that's how it will go. 
and we'll start it. We'll, and Actus will come in and help us do some of this stuff too. Yeah. Now you, hopefully as the world opens up again, will continue to travel and get to do, to have these kinds of experiences. In addition to just the people you get to work with and the work itself, what keeps inspiring you to travel and to expose yourself to new things? Oh, well, one, there's a whole, there's a big world out there that I'm just seeing. But also, it's, it's really kind of encouraging when people contact me to tell me, give me projects, tell me what they're doing, would I be interested in doing that? Right now, you know, um, next week we meet with, meet with a group from um, Ecuador. And I had a project in Ecuador before, but um, this project is working with, um, with Ecuador and around food and entrepreneurship. And so I had people contact me and then um, work with the people in um, in Dr. Edwards again in agriculture and someone from um, Sam Houston University in Texas. And then we have an Ecuadorian um, who's in um, Guayaquil. And um, so we'll talk with them about what we can do. So people, you know, they, these projects come up. You know, Nicaragua came up because the, the wife of our donor, Amy, Amy Mitchell, had met this group in Nicaragua, um, um, Opportunity International. She came back and came to us and said, we should send some people there. And I was at the Rihanna Center then, so I said, well, then we'll go. <laughs> and that's, why we, that's how I got to um, work with um, Nicaragua. With um, Pakistan, we had a, a Fulbright fellow here from Pakistan who took two of my classes, and he asked me to come there and, and um, speak, which I did at a conference. And uh, we've been, I've been talking, I talk to them every day. Mm-hmm. Every day we, we message, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so wonderful. And I love hearing kind of the plans for the future and also just how all of this came about. And I, for one, am definitely thankful to have been in a classroom with you and gotten, gotten to learn <laughs> well, through you, such you. real experiences and also have been part of Enactus and gotten to see, again, the tangible hands-on real world work that you get to bring to students, which I think is it's so fun. wonderful. It's fun. I remember when you came to me. You came <laughs> to me, you were doing your um, stride tent with never name yet. Right. <laughs> and you were saying, well, I'm, you, you were going to do this thing. And I said, well, do it for handicapped people. Yeah. You and were the, one of the first people I talked to said, at the Genius Bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have definitely been there alongside me as I try and do this whole social entrepreneurship well thing. <laughs> well, as we kind of start to wrap up the podcast, we do one kind of final, more fun segment okay. called the lightning round, where I'm just going to ask you kind of some speedy questions and you give me some speedy answers. And this is just a little more fun getting to know you. Um, so my first question for you is what is your next travel destination? I have, to, I have to go back to Peru. It's, it's yeah. due. Peru and, 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 and Pakistan still. But I also think I have to go to Rome to see my friend and these mm-hmm. people about this project. Definitely. The list is never ending, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite place to eat in Stillwater? Oh. Well, my new place is now um, Devoted. The mm. ra- a ramen restaurant. Um, yeah. That's in the beer of, the, of Crepe Myrtle. Yes. That's my new favorite place to go. It is great. Yeah, yeah I've, I've been only once so far, but it, I need to go back. I, I'm, I'm addicted. I go like <laughs> three times a week. <laughs> Are you a coffee or a tea person? Well, I you know, I, I like the idea of tea, <laughs> but coffee is what I drink. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your favorite kind of cereal? I just had it this morning. 
Raisin bran. Oh, okay. I'm trying to be healthy. How healthy? Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say. Well, good for you. Um, what's the coolest place you've been in Oklahoma outside of Stillwater? Probably Tulsa. Mm-hmm. I think Tulsa is um, a little bit of the east. You know, I'm, I'm, used, oh. to, I'm used to. I grew up at the Jersey Shore, which is very close to New York City. So um, yeah. I'm used to New York City. Another place with a great entrepreneurial community, Tulsa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah Tulsa's great, yeah. And I love their restaurants, people, you know. People even look East, east Coast. <laughs> a little piece of home for yes, you. Yes, yes, <laughs> All the way here in the middle of the country, <laughs> yes, far yes, from yes. any ocean. Yes. <laughs> um, and my last question for you is, what kind of music are you into right now? Oh, I, I, I'm booked on this Afro-Jamaican hip-hop. Oh, I, I just love it. I this sounds amazing. I mean, this this artist CK, he has a song that's I hear it everywhere. <laughs> and so then there's one station on on, on Sally Radio has um, sort of changed its format to include a lot of this Afro Jamaican stuff, and I just love it. And my friend said, you know, it's not age appropriate, but <laughs> who cares? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Dr. Waters, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've really enjoyed getting to chat with you. This was fun. Thank you for asking me. If students want to get more engaged with the projects you do, what classes are you teaching coming up this fall and how can they get involved with Enactus? Well, um, Enactus, I'm I'm announcing that the new new project with with, um, Pakistan and people can join. And the thing is, you know, people think you have to be like, a handyman or a farmer. Well, no, I, for this, I need I need um, business people, um, students. I need people who've had project management. I need um, some skills in doing stuff like that. So, an access is coming. Yeah, then come and see me, and um, we'll take it from there. Excellent. Well, thank you again so much, Dr. Waters. Well, thank you. Thanks for asking me. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Buzz on Business podcast. I've been Rachel Brown. If you want to keep in touch with the Entrepreneurship Center, uh, the Riata Center, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at OSU Entrepreneurship or on Twitter at the Riata Center. See you next time.